Good morning Christchurch and a happy Easter to you all from Andrew and I and we hope that you have a really fantastic day today. And what a day it is. This is the day that changed all days. This is the day we remember how Jesus came and lived amongst us as one of us, the Son of God amongst the fallen humanity. And then how that humanity took him to the cross and he was killed for our sin. And then how three days later, he rose again, victorious, defeating death, defeating sin. He came alive in such an incredible way. It changed the world. And the world still reverberates with the events of over 2,000 years ago. It's an incredible day, isn't it? A day to rejoice and a day to celebrate because it's a day that changed reality. It's a day in which our whole perception of life and death our whole perception of who God is and what he's like, it all changed on that day, that day 2,000 years ago. And I wonder what it must have been like for, as we heard in the story, those, those women going down to the tomb. They were doing a normal thing. They were doing an expected thing. They expected Jesus to be there in the graveyard, in the tomb, because that's where dead people are. And they were going to pay their respects. They were going to anoint his body and prepare it to stay in the grave forever. And when they got there, the body was no longer there. And instead there were these two, they were angels. And one of them said, why? Why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? What a question that is. They, they'd seen him die. And yet the question was, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? He was no longer dead. Death could not hold him. Death was only temporary for him. And I wonder, and I want to kind of take you on a little bit of a, a kind of thought detour here. And I wonder whether Jesus was actually always the living amongst the dead. See, so when Jesus walked through this world, he lived in such an attractive way that thousands of people, men, women and children, followed him. They hung on his every word. They waited with anticipation for the miracles. They longed to see what he would do next with the Pharisees and the scribes. They longed to see what would happen with this man, Jesus. Because there's something about his life that was different. See, John put it this way, he said, uh, he said this, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. It was a life that drew others to him because it was such a different kind of life. It was a life that no one had ever seen before. He was living in such a way that he seemed to be fully alive in a way that others weren't. And Jesus, you see, has come to make us alive with him. What do we mean by that? Well, Paul describes it in all sorts of different ways, but one of the things he talks about quite often, actually, is how before we come to Jesus, we are dead in our sin. And we actually only come alive when we come to Christ, when we accept him into our lives. See, when, we were, when we were, humanity was created, God breathed life into humanity, but sin our selfishness, our desire to simply live life our way and not God's way. It dissipated that breath of life within us. Something in us died. 
And so Paul says, he says this, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. In our sinfulness, something in us dies. We are no longer fully alive. We are no longer the people that God intended us to be. We're no longer living the life that God wanted us to live. And yet when Jesus came, he came and lived such a different kind of way. It looked like he was alive and everyone else was dead. Even though they may be walking around, it just looked like it was the difference between life and death. How astonishing that is for us to think in those terms. See, God always intended us to be fully alive. He always intended us to live a life in which every single part of us was resonating with his presence. Every single part of our life was fully aware of the, the, both the spiritual and the physical nature around us. And yet so few of us live that way. Not until we come to Christ anyway. We are called to live a life that is different. And it's not different simply because of the moral choices that we make or because of our behaviour. It's different because we have the life of Christ in us. And that makes all the difference. All too often we're simply existing and not living. We're simply getting through life and not choosing to live life with the life of Christ in us. See, this last year has changed a lot of things for us, hasn't it? And one of the things it's done is it's helped us to understand something about life. It's helped us to understand the value of life. As we've seen thousands in this country and millions across the world lose their lives to this terrible virus. And we would describe it as their life being cut short. From God's perspective, all of our lives have been cut short in some way because we are not living the life he intended. We are living a constrained, stunted, restricted kind of life instead of being fully alive with him. We're not living the life he designed for us. We might be alive, but we're not living. And even lockdown has helped us to understand a little bit about that, hasn't it? I don't know about you, but certainly this last lockdown, it's, it's felt restrictive. It's felt like I'm no longer living. I'm just getting through each day. I'm just trying to survive to get to the end. That's not life, is it? We know that. And even just in these last few days of the restrictions have been lifted just a little bit, we've seen this kind of exuberance of people wanting to gather and to do things that really they shouldn't be doing, but their desire is to start living again. We all want to live life to the full, but we don't do it by simply being with others or by parting and all those kind of things. Jesus said that he came to give us life and life in abundance, but it only comes through him. Because he is the life, isn't he? He's the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you can only have life by the one who truly lived life properly, and that's Jesus. The one who, when he was here on this earth, others looked and thought, that's the way to live. There's something about his life that is completely different to how everyone else is living. See, he is the author of life. He knows what life should be like. And here's the thing, when we come to him, 
when we ask Jesus to come into our life, we start a process of living that life day by day, of our lives opening up with the freedom of knowing Jesus, of discovering a sense of joy that we never had before, a sense of peace that we could not find anywhere else. We start to discover something about who we truly are as people. And we discover who Jesus truly is and his incredible love for each and every one of us. Jesus really loved people. That was part of what it meant to, to live life like that. When you truly have life, you love. The two go hand in hand. See, without Jesus, we cannot find life. And it's not even that Jesus gives us life. Jesus is the life. You, all you need is Jesus. You can't ask him to give you something. It's who he is. You ask for Jesus to come in and to be part of your life. One of the things that we've discovered over this last year is the fragility of life. And in this Western world where we have so much, where there's so many scientific advances and we've just seen thousands and thousands and thousands of people die and suffer and struggle. And we're reminded about the fragility of our own mortality. Quite often, you, I've come across people who have discovered a kind of sense of fear. And quite often, it's simply a fear of death. And Erwin McManus, he described it this way, he said, your fear of death is your soul reminding you that your life should not be temporary. See, we can look at life, can't we? We can think, well, some, some lives are being cut short as if that is the end of life. But the life that Jesus gives us is never temporary and it will never be cut short because it's about a quality of life that he gives us, but it's also about quantity. It's eternal. It goes beyond time. It's a life that takes us up to death and beyond. And for all of us, we're on this journey in which we can discover more and more of the life of Christ. I can honestly say, that I feel more alive now than when I became a Christian at the age of 21, which was a long time ago, almost 40 years. And I know I don't look that old. Well, maybe I do. But I, I know that I feel more alive now than I did back then. and more alive now than I did 20 years ago and 10 years ago. And my hope and my prayer is that in 20 years time, I'll feel more alive than I am today. And that on my deathbed, I'll feel more alive than ever. And then beyond death, I will be fully alive. Alive in Christ, filled with the power and the love and the glory of God. I will be the person that God intended me to be throughout all eternity. That's what God offers us when he offers us life. Not just a little bit of a better life here and now, but a much better life now and in the future beyond death. That's what he offers us. That's what he offers you today. Even in the Old Testament, there was some understanding of this. In Deuteronomy 30, God gives the Israelites a choice. And he says this, 
So it simply says, choose life. Choose life. And what he meant was choose him. You cannot choose life without also choosing God. And so today I want to encourage you to choose life. If you've been a Christian for a long time, I want you to commit again to experiencing more of the life of Christ in you so that you are more alive in the future than you are today. And if you're not a Christian, if you've never made that commitment, if in some way you've kind of toyed with the idea of being a Christian but never made a commitment, I want to encourage you today to do that, to simply where you are right now, just stop this video and pray a simple prayer. You don't, it doesn't matter what the words are. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need your life. Come and fill me with that life today. Say that you're sorry for the way that you're, the way you've lived your life that shattered his image in you, has shattered the life that he wanted to give you. But when you say sorry, and when you invite him in, he will restore your life and you will start on a journey in which day after day after day, you'll discover more of the life of Christ. And one day you'll experience life forever. That's what he's offering you today. That's what the resurrection is all about. Take that choice today. Choose life. I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for my friends who are watching this. Lord, wherever they are in the world, whatever they're doing right now, I pray that you just continue to fill them with the life of Christ. Fill them with the one who is life. Life can be found in no other person but Jesus. So Lord, I pray, let them discover that life today. In Jesus' name, amen.